Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing hot takes and analysis across the sport and landscape. Straight talk, no chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, coming up, we got episode number 28. We got another banger in store. Man, we got the NFL playoffs heating up as we had the conclusion of the wild card round going into the divisional round. You know I got my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve. Going to break down all the games from the wild card weekend. We're going to definitely kick that off. Also, too, NBA is heating up, man. We got some teams trying to make a few moves in the standings. We got a couple players, you know, a little nicked up right now. And you know I got my NBA correspondent coming through, Shot, you know, my partner in crime. So, man, we got a banger this one, man. Banger for this one, man. A lot of things have cracked off. Once again, I appreciate all the support and everybody listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Coming up, me and Shaw break down the NBA as we get into the hot and surging Memphis Grizzlies. We also, too, get into the Golden State Warriors. We have a return to Klay Thompson. Definitely going to get into that. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, the NBA, man, we at about the halfway point, well, across the halfway point of the NBA season, man, and teams out there, man, that's hotter than a firecracker. We got some other teams that's struggling a little bit. And, man, you know I had to bring through my NBA correspondent, man, OG of the show, my partner in crime here on the show, shot in the building. Going on, sir. What's happening? What's happening? Man, man, we man, we halfway across the NBA season, man. We passed the halfway mark. Most teams have played at least 41 games so far, man. So they eating up and man, one of the hot teams out here, man, that's hotter than a firecracker right now, man, taking the NBA by storm presently, man, is the young Memphis Grizzlies, man. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Man, very well. What's your thoughts on the Memphis uh, Grizzlies and John Moran and company, man, down in Memphis? John Moran having the MVP season on the comeback because at first they weren't playing as well, but when his injury, him going down, they sort of jailed the rest of the players. But when he came back, it was like, wow. But he was playing great before he went down they were in close games and, and losing a couple of them but yeah he's on the MVP-ish type uh, uh, pace right now and the team look great their defense when they're playing their defense can smother some things so they're looking good yeah man uh, Ja you know 
nicked up early part of this year, man. And Memphis, man, they stopped extending. It, it appears when he got injured. That's when yeah. they kind of got into their own. And he took some criticism when coming back. Um, you know, they uh, dropped a couple games early on when he first came back. Mm-hmm. People out there like, man, team doing great without him. You know, man, he kind of yeah. chemistry. And I'm like, man, talent like that don't grow on trees, man. So, yeah. No, it just, it just shows you the next... It actually shows you the level that they at now. Now they're on the what was it, the eleven game? Uh, how many games were their uh, streak? Yeah, eleven games. Eleven games. Eleven games, and uh, that's what it shows you. They went on a, a mini streak without them. It was maybe like five. But what it showed you when he came back was that oh no, it's another one now. Like they, it's just what that did. Like I said, it gave them a chance for the rest of the team to be able to jail. To, along with uh, John Morant, because before John Morant went down, he was like, like trying. He, he he was like the whole team. He was doing everything. Uh, Jaron Jackson hadn't gotten a swing of things yet, when coming off of his injury. But it was all John Morant. When he went down, the rest of the guys got into a role. Uh, Desmond Bain, he's he's a pretty good. Uh, player for them for, for Memphis this year man he's been playing real good he played good he's been playing good all year um, be ain't, ain't been balling man I think that's yeah. been the guy I mean think mm-hmm. about it. you know you got Dylan Brooks that's presently out due to injury yeah so not only did you have you know Moran getting nicked up early part in the season you know Jerry Jackson Jr. was kind of you know getting himself mm-hmm. beat off his injury off of last season mm-hmm. but you know Dylan Brooks got injured and to me that's where that's why I kind of question Memphis in a, in the sense of, okay, you're really missing your second best score off your team. Mm-hmm. For them, Desmond Bain has been that guy. I mean, he yeah. get over into that role perfectly. For them. Mm-hmm. Not only has he been a, a shooter for them, but this guy getting to the team. Yeah, I played mm-hmm. this game has developed in the sense now where he's a legitimate threat out there. Fearless. He's a fearless competitor. You saw when they played against uh, the Lakers, how he came at LeBron. Like, no, man. Like, that's what I think is John ja Morant's biggest intangible. His arrogance, his... He don't respect other players. Like, dude, nah, I'm not coming in here. We ain't coming in that, uh, to lose. I saw him at the end of the, uh, the Laker game. And how he—it was all about him and um, him and Jaron Jackson. It was all about winning. They whole conversation was like, "Oh, we're we're not expecting to lose to no team in the NBA." Both of them said that. Like, and he said, "We're we just about winning. Whatever I have to do, you know." Them sliding Jaron Jackson to the center also with uh, Stephen Adams. We got Stephen Adams. Then Stephen Adams. Uh, missed a couple games and when they slid Jaron Jackson to that center spot it opens his game up a little more offensively so it's a, yeah, they're pretty they're a tough team man we just see gotta see where it goes from here yeah man they definitely on, definitely on the come up you know they DDT uh, our Chicago Bulls on the King Holiday game yeah unfortunately yeah, they, they definitely a team that's, uh, I think everybody's full attention, even if you were snoozing on the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh.
Nah, man. So there's another team in the West that, you know, they were very excited because they got a new addition, well, a new old addition to the fold. And that's the Golden State Warriors, man, as we had the return of uh, Mr. Clay Thompson, Splash Brother. Mm-hmm. Building. What's your thoughts on Golden State, man? Hey, hey. They are what they were and what they always are. They're more of a traditional NBA team. And what I mean by that is more, you know, the way they're built and the way they play, you know, is more traditional NBA. And what they done, though, was change the NBA with their style, with their ability now. But Clay Thompson, the most important thing is it brings back the Splash Brothers and makes their makes them well they were already a legitimate team to be shooting threes because in my opinion all teams ain't built to shoot the three like golden state here when you anytime you have what they have in the backcourt then yeah that's should be more threes coming out of that team so so it's they looking good uh if um if you got to get draymond back you got to stay healthy because that's the key i like more more of anything is Draymond and Steph together is their chemistry is something else Steph Curry back to being the superstar that he always been um, so once you have that and you have that that role player great role player like Draymond that does all the dirty work with him and now Clay Thompson coming back yeah, I expect him to be pretty tough yeah, man, Clay actually looked it pretty good in the first game back. You know, I think that for him, missing two whole years, you know, it's going to be time for him to just kind of catch up and get kind of used, especially on the defensive side of, of the ball. I think that, uh, you know, once a shooter, always a shooter. So I think that mm-hmm. that's never really going to lose. But I think just some of the time and then some of just the defensive principles out there on the court for uh, for Clay, you know, it's going to take him a little short second, man, to get up to speed in regards to that. Also, too, we got on the, on the horizon, James Wiseman coming back into the fold. You know, I got my ear to the streets, man. The period probably going to be maybe out another week or two, but he's going to be back into the fold pretty soon. So, for me, I think their biggest thing is just the role players and other guys such as Jordan Poole, Damian Lees of the world. Those particular guys are going to get some lost minutes in this whole ordeal. Can they still be part of the rotation and still be valuable pieces for you? I think that's the main question with Golden State. Yeah, and also let's not forget Jonathan Kaminga. What? Oh my God, he's he's came on. He here. He comfortable out there right now. Uh, in these games uh, with Steph Curry been out, um, and also Otto Porter. Well, shout out Otto Porter, man. Otto Porter's playing real well with him. So they got pieces to they got pieces to go, you know they the uh, Golden State got plenty of pieces and they got their star player playing like the star player. You get Draymond back and Clay Thompson get get back to his role. If he get all the way back, yeah, they they're a legitimate contender. I mean, you're gonna have to beat them. So yeah, man, they're good. I think two and seven in their last nine games. Draymond Green's missed six of those ball games. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely see the uh, 
uh, effect when you watch them play. The ball just don't move as quickly as it can. I mm. think sometimes they settle for for say threes that they don't necessarily have to take when Draymond mm. off the floor. So yeah. I think him, you know, they're kind of just gearing up. They took a little, uh, you know, a little downturn just slightly, but I mean, mm. the team goes through that doing. I mean, game it's, it goes back to what I just I keep saying every time I come in. Got to get Draymond Green back in there because it's great to have. Like I said, the, the NBA is made always. You, you have that superstar player, but he has his role players on around him. That, you know, with that chemistry, what is what makes makes it a little bit better than just individual play. So you have to get Draymond Green, especially without having Clay Thompson at a hundred. You see what I'm saying? You had Clay Thompson in at the uh, 2000. What was that? 14, 15. That that Clay Thompson. Then you know you probably can do a little bit better. But you, they have to have Draymond Green back. He has to come because the way they were playing with him in there. Oh my God, that chemistry. It's the chemistry. Steph Steph Curry back to being confident. And the old Steph Curry and Draymond just do everything else. So <laughs> it's like, man. Yeah, man. So we'll definitely see how they uh how they approach, you know, going into the all-star break. You know, as I mentioned, we got James Wiseman coming back into the fold. Definitely gonna see how he uh hit the ground running for the Golden State Warriors. We on five sports podcast. Coming up. Connect ganging with Steve as we break down the wild card round that has concluded. And also, too, we're going to preview the divisional round. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Our sports Podcast. Man, man, as we all know, the NFL playoffs is finally here. Finally kicked off, man, as we had the wild card weekend with the expanded wild card weekend this weekend. And you know we had to get into the games that cracked off in the wild card weekend. And once again, man, I got my NFL correspondent falling through. Steve in the building. What's going on, sir? Mr. Knott, how are you? Good, sir. Man, man, I'm just, man. Loving this uh, playoffs, man. We had some some good games over the weekend, man. And wanted to uh, get your thoughts on the games as we had the preview going into the wild card weekend. And finally had some good football this weekend, man. Oh yeah, great, 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 great matchups. Ironically enough, uh, you know, you know, years past, you kind of expect there to be that upset, uh, but it was all the favorites. All the favorites came through, and they came through in big-time fashion. One really close, uh, although the Cowboys game was a really close one, but uh, that happened to be the only game, I think, where, where the underdog came through. But, you know, even then, you were talking about three points, what I think was a spread for the 49ers, and a lot of people thought the 49ers were going to win that game. Um, I thought they were the better team, even though they were they were the underdog. But for the most part, uh, you know, no, no, no wild uh, – Upsets or no big dogs coming through, uh, but uh, you know, different in, in, in years past when uh, that first round of the the, the wild card round of the playoffs. So we'll see we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, man, we had chalk 
pretty much. Outside of the 49ers and Cowboy game, all the home teams won, and the playoffs kicked off with the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders as the Raiders traveled into Cincinnati. As Joe Burrow and company was able to pull that one off 26-19. The Bengals' first playoff win since 1991, man. And just a fun fact for y'all out there, that actual game was the last game of the great Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson got injured, actually, in that football game. Mm-hmm. In yeah. uh, the last NFL football game, ironically. Uh, but what, what was your thoughts, man, on, on, on the Bengals' uh, win, man? Uh, big win, but, you know, uh, ironically enough, you know, you bring up that whole, that, that, that old game with, with, the with the Raiders and Bo Jackson getting hurt on that, uh, on that long run and messed up his hip. I, I thought the Bengals were going to win, uh, that one matchup, uh, with when Carson, when Carson Palmer was lost and he went down in the playoffs. Oh yeah, um, Pittsburgh. Uh, they were, yeah, they were against Pittsburgh. They were well on their way to winning that game. In fact, he got hurt on a big touchdown pass where he aired it out, uh, and I, I think he might have hit. Uh, was it the? Uh, it, it wasn't also yeah, single. I think it was TJ Humazada. I believe it. No, I think it was, and his name escapes me. Um, you know, he had passed away, ironically enough. Oh, he, oh Chris Henry, the late, the late Chris, Chris, Chris. The late Chris Henry, yep. Uh, he, he hit Chris Henry on a deep ball and uh, scored, and pitch, uh, Cincinnati had that lead. But once he was knocked out the game, it just basically took the air out of the organization, and he was never really the same. And they probably went through another, what, 20-some-odd years after that, or 15-some-odd years after that, and never, the franchise was never really the same. So Joe Burrow was... You know, franchise quarterback Joe Cool. This is what you expect from a guy like that. Uh, you know, I thought he he, he outplayed. Uh, you know, the um, yeah, Carr. Carr. Uh, sorry about that, Derek Carr. He outplayed Derek Carr, and you know that late interception at the end. You know, made all the difference. But uh, I think the Bengals were the better team. They 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 pretty much outplayed the Raiders four quarters. Uh, you know, Raiders came back on towards the end and, and almost week one out, uh, if not for that late interception. But uh, you know, uh, Joe Joe Cool man, he, him and and Jamal Chase, you know, those two got a connection, and uh, it, it'll be interesting interesting enough to see what Tennessee does next week to to try to take uh, Jamal Chase out the game. But uh, you know, great game. Uh, you know, and the Raiders, you know, they're playing with house money too. So, you know, nobody ex- even expected the Raiders to be in the playoffs. Uh, the fact that they gave such a good fight is a testament uh, to the guys in that locker room, a testament to Derek Carr and, and, and what he was able to, to, to do to rally the troops and to really give a good fight. Um, you know, they fired their, their, their uh, GM. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in and, you know, who, who they bring in as a head coach and if Derek Carr is even going to be there next year. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy time for the Raiders, especially a, a, franchise, uh, a team that just made the playoffs. So we're going to see. But a great win for the Bengals. Yeah, with the Raiders, man, um, Mark Davis has his hands full. I mean, we had to fire with Mike Mayock. And this is a guy that we discussed on, on this podcast before. You know, I thought that, you know, with Mike Mayock uh, firing, I just simply just based that on just his draft pick was picks most of them was terrible character guys 
And to me, that pretty much what got him canned. And I think that for them, it's going to be a long offseason. They had a tumultuous season off the field this year. But for them, yeah, they got a lot of pieces to pick up, man, going into the offseason. Yeah, yeah, Mayock. Uh, and here's the thing with Mayock. Did he, did he miss on some guys? Yeah, everybody misses on the first round. I mean, half the guys don't pan out in the first round. Um, but he did hit on some guys. I mean, uh, Jacobs was a good hit. Uh, you know, uh, he got a lot of flack uh, for for picking up, you know, an offensive lineman uh, late in the, well, what I'm to was a second round pick, but uh, he, he got a lot of the under uh, Leatherwood, yeah, Alex Leatherwood, but Alex Leatherwood played well. You know, you know, he got some flack for that. Alex Leatherwood held his own, really. Uh, you know, and then there were some guys that he picked up in the later rounds that panned out and helped out the team. Henry Ruggs wasn't that bad of a pick, first round pick from Alabama. He was he was well on his way there. If it wasn't for, you know, a, a poor decision and that ended up taking the life of somebody, you know, he, he was coming around. You know, so there was there was some there was some some players there. You know, the problem was he didn't get he he didn't get enough great players at key positions. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a franchise left tackle. Alex Leatherwood, as good as he is as a, as a rookie, uh, you see him more down the road as a, either a guard or maybe a right tackle in, in some spot 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 situations. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs is a good deep threat, but he's not a number one. Uh, Jacobs was probably the, the best player, but he's in a running back position, which, you know, nowadays, you know, the position is devalued unless you got a, you know, a Derrick Henry. Uh, a player of that caliber, so he missed out on some key positions. He doesn't have a lockdown corner, you know. For for that team to have gone through a rebuild, he doesn't have. He does have a good pass rush. He picked one up late in the fifth, fifth round. Uh, you know, he, he he does. He just didn't hit on those big positions. And when you don't hit on those key positions, lockdown corner, number one receiver, left tackle, uh, you know edge rusher if you don't hit on those positions and with the amount of draft picks that they had uh you know it, it, it's hard to look back and say he had success but he did pick up some good players some good guys to fill up the roster got some gems in the later round that helped out uh but he just didn't get enough you know star-studded talent and when you're the las vegas raiders you need some star-studded talent uh especially in that division oh yeah i think it's uh could be argued. I mean, it's the most competitive division in the National Football League, in my opinion. I mean, every game it seems like within their division is always close games, very competitive. And as I mentioned, they have a lot of pieces to pick up in the offseason. Kind of surprising for a team that made the playoffs, you know, had a competitive playoff game. But yeah, they definitely got some pieces to pick up. And then, man, we had the young in the other wild card game. On Saturday, we had the Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots as the Patriots went up to Orchard Park as the Bills, man, Bills Mafia handled their business 47-17. to 17. What was your thoughts on, on that Bills victory, man? Oh, uh, man, uh, nobody served the wagon like the Buffalo Bills, man. <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 it's funny because, uh, you know, Last year, you know, season didn't end well with the Bills, but there was a lot of hype, and 
you you saw you saw what Josh Allen was capable of. You know, he came up short uh, against Kansas City. Um, you know, you, you you think to yourself, you know, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be in this for a while, and they they're right back into the position where we thought they were gonna be. Um, uh, and, and and that's competing to get uh, to win the AFC and and make it to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen is phenomenal. Problem is you don't know which Bills teams you're gonna get. If you look back, uh, you know this is a t- throughout the season has been a little bit up and down. Uh, you think that they're peaking at the right time, um, but you you saw a team that and even against even against the the Patriots, you saw a team that you know. One game they blew out the Patriots. The other game they could, you know, they barely crossed the 50-yard line and they were putting up field goals. Granted, you know, it was a windy game that day, but you know they couldn't stop the run. They still have some issues stopping the run, but you know, it, it was a very up and down team. But their ceiling is high. Their ceiling is the Super Bowl, uh, and so you think that you know you'll get the best version of the Bills against you know a team that they've been you know expecting to play uh, in the AFC Championship or a divisional round time. So you think that you're going to get a good Bills uh, um, team, a good a good performance. Uh, I think ultimately they're going to have to run the ball. If they can't run the ball, I can't see them winning. And I don't mean running the ball with, 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 with their quarterback. I mean running the ball with one of their tailbacks. And, you know, Josh Allen, yeah, he's going to do his part. I think he'll come through. He's going to going to air it out Stefan Diggs I think he'll have a big game um but you got you you, you can't get into a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs it, you're not going to win that matchup you just don't have the firepower to do it uh you're not balanced enough to do it so they got to be able to run the ball uh I think if they could run the ball and they could stop the run because you know the Chiefs are going to try to run the ball uh, I think they got a really good chance um but you know it really it just boils down to you know how balanced can you get or is it just going to be a Josh Allen show and see if, if if he can will you to the to a victory but I don't think that's going to happen because the Chiefs are just too good for that so you got to get some guys to step up defensively I think they're going to be they're going to be in it uh, but you know it's Kansas City you're going to give up some big plays you're going to big up give up a ton of chunk plays um, you know can they hold them to field goals who knows uh, but, you know, I think ultimately at the end of the day, if you can run the ball, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, hands for a little bit, control the clock for a little bit, you give yourself a chance. Yeah, man, I think that uh, uh, Devin Singletary and Dawson Knox, to me, are the most two important players on the offense. I think yep. that if those guys play well, you know, just moving forward for the Bills, yeah, they can play football with anybody in this league. So I totally agree with you there. I think those two guys are, are two guys that I'm looking looking at very, very closely, man, just to see how they play uh, upcoming in the divisional round. But, man, we also, too, we had the defending champs, man, in the wild card game, man. The Sunday game began with Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Philadelphia Eagles as the Bucks was able to handle their business 31 to 15 down in Tampa. What's your thoughts, man, on, on, on that football game? Oh man, uh, I did what they were supposed to do. They, they were the better team, clearly the better team. They they came out there, they dominated. Uh, their defense was, you know, it, it looked like the defense of last year, uh, playoff team. 
that that relied on this on their defense heavily. I mean, as for all the credit that Tom Brady got, that defense was stellar last year in the playoff run. I think they were. You you got a glimpse of that defense this year. Uh, you know, the Eagles. You know, they weren't supposed to be here. They're playing with house money. It's a good learning experience for a lot of guys on a young team. That um, you know, you you saw how this game affected some of them. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts. He got to get better. Uh, you, you you saw that basically he wasn't really ready for the moment. Uh, there were some big plays that he missed. He left out on the field. I mean, uh, very early on, he missed a touchdown, a wide open touchdown. Uh, made some errors, made some throwing mistakes, couldn't get the ball out. Um, you know, wasn't accurate with the football. You know, there was a lot of, you know, he basically was trying to run the ball. You know, you thought that they would have been committed to running the football. They weren't. Uh, the Bucks did a really good job of taking that away, and then they just basically said, you know, high safety, drop the guy in the box, and then they manned up on the outside, and they basically said, Jalen Hurts, you go ahead and try to beat us, and he wasn't able to do that. Um, they're not going to be able to do that next week against the Rams, but, you know, you saw that defense came come through, and, and at that point, you know, once the defense started showing up and it was three and outs or it was turnover, it was pretty much easy pitch and catch for Tom Brady on the other side, He's making some good, you know, typical Tom Brady throws, hitting Gronk in the middle. Uh, Mike Evans came out, played played a great game. Uh, Slay was was a really good uh, cover corner. He dominated that game, had some big big catches, uh, had a touchdown. Uh, so you knew that they were ready and they were clicking on all cylinders. But for the Eagles, you kind of expected that this wasn't going to be a close match. We thought that maybe they could have made it more of a game if they ran the football. They weren't able to do that. And anytime you're relying on Jalen Hurts at this point of his career to, 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 to beat, to keep you in the game, by throwing the football down the field and, and hitting people, it wasn't going to happen. So, uh, you know, about what we expected, but, you know, different different matchup this week for the for the Bucks. Yeah, man. Me, yeah. The Eagles, it was a learning experience for them. You know, Jalen Hurts, it was, you know, learning experience. I mean, you take it on to defend the Super Bowl champions in their own building. You know, I think it could be a, a learning experience not only for Hurts, but, uh, uh, you know, the rest of the organization. They have a, you know, a, a, a decent crop of young players. A lot of those guys, you know, we're going to see if they're able to kind of make the jump the next season. But for me, yeah, it was a good learning experience for the Eagles. I mean, this game, I mean, the Bucks was rolling at one point up 31 to nothing in this game. So for the Eagles, you know, it was a, you know, a, to me, a field trip into, you know, watching a legend do his thing pretty much. So, yeah, we'll see what next season unfolds. Jalen Hurts, I totally agree, he has to get better. I think if not, I mean, it just puts Philadelphia in the, in the, in the situation of coming in the draft and other personnel moves where they're going to either have to try to build around this guy, what they see him and his limitations and, you know, what he's able to do, or they may, you know, go into a different direction. Uh, so we'll definitely see on, on, on that, man. And we had the game, man, the game that everybody was talking about, man, over Wild Card Weekend as we had the San Francisco 49ers traveling down to Big D take on the Dallas Cowboys. You know, <laughs> we talked about this game, man, last week previewing this game. You know, me and you both agreed that we thought the 49ers would uh, come out victorious in this game. And we were right, even though the 49ers tried to get a game away, literally at the end. 49ers came up victorious 23 to 17. What was your thoughts, man, on this game, man? Well, typical them boys. <laughs> uh, 
them boys really came out and did what we thought that they were going to do. I mean, they're, they're un- all season long, they've been an undisciplined, uh, unpredictable bunch. Uh, you know, you never knew which Cowboy team was going to show up, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're a team on defense that, you know, relied on turnovers and mistakes. Um, and if they didn't get those, uh, you can put up some 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 yards on them. They weren't a shutdown defense by any means. Uh, they were just you know opportunistic defense. Uh, they got uh, digs on on one end. He was getting great turnovers. Michael Parsons, you know, he was the kind of guy who would get in the backfield, be disruptive, create some turnovers that way, or some sacks and some pressures. But when you were able to run the football on them, which a lot of this season. You weren't getting those turnovers. Uh, and that was the game plan very early on, established the run. San Francisco came out, they pounded the football, multiple guys, you know they would do that. You know, typical, you know, Shanahan scheme, whether it was junior or senior, but that's what they do. They run the ball, multiple guys that, that could carry the rock, uh, play action, hit big throws. Uh, and they didn't care if they were just gonna kick field goals all day, but they were gonna keep your offense off the field. And they were gonna, handle you up front physical out physical you up front which is what they did and pound the football and then before you know it you'll be down a couple of scores and then you're trying to scramble trying to throw the ball down the field and that's what and, and you become run dimensional and that's what happened to the Cowboys. they gave they became one dimensional they didn't stick with the running game uh and then you saw Dak try to will them to victory and that wasn't going to happen because it fell right into the trap that the 49ers had laid that they they wanted you to try to throw the ball down the field and 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 you weren't going to be able to run the ball and so you know we we knew that was going to happen and then throw in a whole bunch of mistakes penalties uh you know guys doing silly pre-play penalties you know not getting set uh you know and not taking advantage of, you know, some of San Francisco's mistakes and throw that into the equation and you got exactly what you got, a Cowboy L. And you knew that, you know, Dak would probably try to get you into the game a little bit, but, you know, even him, he couldn't do it. So at that point, it was just, you know, is Jimmy G going to screw it up? He almost did, like you said, but, you know, they were so dominant up front, um, you know, and and, and that, that, let's be honest, in this day and age in the NFL, everybody thinks it's the passing game and people throwing the ball down the field. And when you get to the playoff, it's about who can dominate the line of scrimmage, who can pound the football, and who can stop the running game. That's it. And if you can do that, you're going you're gonna to give yourself an opportunity to win. If you can't do that, you end up looking like the Cowboys did uh, this past week. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting to me. I think the early part of the game with the Cowboys deferring and the 49ers came down the first possession of the game and scored, and to me, you could just feel the pressure once that happened. Once the Niners went oh. in this game, because as you mentioned, you knew they were going to go back to their script of running the football, whether it's Elijah Mitchell, whether it's Debo Samuel, you know, they're going to keep it, you know, they're going to keep it, you know, it's kind of like a boxer. They're going to stick with their game plan, especially if they're leading seven to nothing and then they went up eventually ten to nothing in the game. And once they went up ten to nothing, I knew that uh, Dallas was cooked because I'm like, man, they're going to, for the rest of the game, they're going to own time of possession. You know, as you mentioned as well, is that the 49ers are a team that don't deal in penalties as much as the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys do. And to me, that's a recipe for, for, for getting knocked off in the playoffs. 
as you mentioned, it was central casting for, for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the, the the craziest part of this game, and just to show you how the 49ers dominated this game, they lose Joey Bosa pretty early on. Mm-hmm. George Kittles didn't have a reception until I think, what, the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. Or I don't even think he had a target until the fourth quarter. And they still dominated the game. Yeah. They still dominated the game. It was basically dominate the line of scrimmage and that was it that was our game dominate the line of scrimmage and we lost two of our biggest guys in doing that or, or that, you know one of them didn't you know, really have an impact but we were still the line of scrimmage and still get hit off big plays and that just opened up big plays for them i mean you know the cowboys the cowboys didn't have an answer for the running game and when when they brought they dropped down a safety you saw big plays happening jimmy g was able to play action roll out uh, hit Brandon AU for a big play, you know, uh, and hit Debo Samuels for 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 a couple of big plays, chunk plays too. So it, it was a great game plan, and everybody in the world knew what the 49ers were going to do, and the Cowboys still couldn't stop. Yeah, man, that was yeah the meltdown, and you know, and, I, and then we had the situation with the refs after the game, and I mean, I just want to send a special message out to Kellen Moore. That's what you get for trying to be cute, man. You, it's, oh, yeah. it's just too risky running the football in that situation. It's just too risky. And they got burnt by it. You know, I'm just like, at the end of the day, you know, the defense, as you know, they either going to play some kind of form of prevent, play back, or play the sideline. It's like, dude, yeah, they'll concede 10, 15 yards to you because they know at the end of the day, the probability of you being able to get up, get the ball spotted, spike the ball, is slim to none. Well, here's the other thing too, and and, and you know, I, I don't know if you heard Troy Aikman on his uh, weekly show in Dallas. You know, they were airing clips of that where even he was scrutinizing Kellen Moore, and it was just like, you know, you got too cute. You know, the 49ers were playing off coverage; they were giving you comeback routes, they were giving you, uh, you know, plays. They just didn't want you to burn them deep. You know, uh, uh, on a on a on a touchdown. Play. And even then, I was out from what 30 yard line. So they they were giving you all the underneath stuff. All you had to do was take it. And they still got too cute. They still got, you know, they 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 got away from the running the game. And ultimately, at the end of the game, they got even cuter with a quarterback draw. <laughs> you know, it, and it made no sense. And then, it, like you said, it was unfortunate that you know the fans were throwing bottles throwing beer, regardless regardless of who they were aiming at. That. You know, and then Dak didn't help the situation, of course, with his post game comments. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it was just a, a, a collection of errors, a collection of mistakes, uh, a team that, but what they were, you know, from, from, from throughout the whole season. They had, yeah, they got a good record. They play in a poor division. So they're, they're definitely going to have, and they're the most talented team in that division. So they're definitely going to have be in the playoffs but you knew regardless of where they ended up in the playoffs these kind of you know mistakes and and and, and unpredictableness and uh dysfunction would, would creep up uh now you got a question whether or not you know you, you you're gonna get rid of your coach uh who, who's gonna be coaching the team next year are you are you staying with the coaches you have you know you're, you're both your coordinators are getting interviews you know they might be gone so you know, there's there's some uncertainty there with the Cowboys, uh, and what was an uncertain season, uh, but uh, definitely you know, 
who knows what what the Cowboys will look like next season. But uh, yeah, you predict you you probably thought that they would end the season in typical fashion, in cowboy fashion, which was you know doing something stupid and crazy and being being dysfunctional. Man, crazy man. Yeah, man. We had also too another wild card tilt. The final wild card game on Sunday. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling in the Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs came out victorious 42-21 to 21 in this game. Man, what was your thoughts, man, on that uh, Chiefs and Steelers game, man? Uh, I, I thought that, and, and, and for the most part, they did. They just didn't have, they got zero up. I thought, I thought the Steelers defense was going to keep them in the game for a while. And, and they came out doing that. But, you know, their offense didn't was yeah it's what a lot of folks expected because big ben's a shell of himself uh you know there was no way that they were going to be able to 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 air it out with the chiefs that wasn't going to happen but you thought that maybe if they got a couple of turnovers here and there they might keep it competitive and then the chiefs will probably pull away late but uh they just couldn't they, they just didn't get any help on the offensive side of the ball um you know I don't yeah. even think the Steelers yeah. should have been in the playoffs to begin with, you know. But uh, you know, good farewell to Ben. Uh, he came out, he did his thing. Uh, you know, towards the end uh, of the season, helped out the uh, the team as best as he could. Uh, the sad part is he's he as bad as Big Ben played this season. He was the best quarterback on their roster. That tells you a lot about what they got behind Big Ben. Uh, but you know, they're they're. they're need to step up at the receiver position you know Najee Harris is, is a stud but that offensive line has to get better um, they they don't have much of an offensive line there um, you know and, and and the Chiefs you know they're they're the Chiefs so you know the, you knew there were going to be a problem for for them if they couldn't get if they couldn't get pressure on Mahomes throughout the game they did it very early on but throughout towards the end of the game towards the middle and the end of the game it, it, there was no pressure on him he was back there just picking them apart so it, it's what we expected yeah, man. Still, yeah, I agree with you as far as the early part of the game. They was holding up pretty well. They actually was playing pretty well earlier on in this game. And, I mean, it's funny because it kind of reminds me of in college basketball playing at Duke, you know, playing against Duke and Cameron Indoor. You know Duke going to make one of those Duke runs. And that's how I felt about this game. Like, yeah, Pittsburgh hanging in there. But, you know, the offense is, is limited in, in, in a sense. And the Chiefs, once they get that momentum run, yeah, it could be over. And they hit that momentum run in the second quarter going leading into halftime, man, was able to pull this one out. As we all know, man, this is more than likely the last game of Ben Roethlisberger. You know, definitely want to tip my hat to him, man. He's definitely a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, Super Bowl champion. Had a couple Super Bowl appearances. You know, helped put your boy Jerome Bettis on, man, with that Super Bowl victory, man, this final season as an NFL player. In the young Ben Roethlisberger days, man, what's your thoughts overall, man, on Ben? Man, it appears that this is finally an NFL game. Uh, great career, uh, definitely. Uh, I think a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, you think back to to that draft class, um, you can make the argument that he was the best player amongst uh, Philip Rivers, Eli, and, and him. Uh, I think he probably had. And, and one of them, and Eli is a Hall of Famer, and you know, and Philip Rivers, debatable, but 
you know he's close uh i think he big ben is is the best one out of the uh, out of the three and he had a great career that elbow tommy john it's no joke when you're playing baseball it's definitely no joke too when you're playing football throwing the football it takes a little bit it takes a lot of your arm strength out um and ben wasn't the most you know he's not Tom Brady. He wasn't doing the TB12 diet, and he was, you know, he's, he wasn't the most, you know, condition happy player. You know, he really gifted, and he took advantage of that. And then Father Time caught up, took that away, took his, his you know, he had a little bit of mobility because he's such a big, strong guy, and he could move. Um, that went away, and then the arm strength went the, went away with it. And then you know, he reminded me of Dan Marino towards the end of his career. You know, throwing, you know, interceptions and getting beat by Jacksonville, 70 to 7. You know, like, you know, that's what he looked like. He looked like a guy who was a big, strong quarterback, but was a shell of himself. And, um, you know, you, you, you get, he, before the injury, I thought he played really well. Um, I thought he played pretty good before the injury. But once the injury came about, and even when he came back last year, toward the early part of the last year, um, you know, he gave, he gave a good run. I mean, they ended up, winning 14 games last year, right? So, you know, he, he, he played okay. Uh, this year, you know, he caught up. The offensive line wasn't that good, so now he, he's having to do more. He, has, he, he didn't have a running game. Uh, and that probably just sucked, sucked the life out of, you know, out of a, a, a gas tank that was already emptying out. So, you know, it's a great career. Uh, I, I, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he'll be in Canton, but, you know, now it's a new future and the Steelers always, you know, find a way to, you know, get get themselves these kind of great franchise quarterbacks. And even if they do a stopgap, you know, they had the Tommy Maddoxes of the world and Mike Tomzaks and the Slashes. They'll get they'll get a player in there to kind of solidify the position. But I think now is the time for the Steelers to start building back what makes the Steelers great. And that's the defensive and offensive lines. They get back to doing that. They'll be in a lot of all games, regardless of who the quarterback is. And when they do get that franchise guy, even if it's not next year, um, they'll be they'll, they'll be in great position. I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson ends up there. I don't. I I I I, I wouldn't put it past uh, the Steelers organization. They don't care about first round picks. They gave a first round pick for Michael Fitzpatrick. So they'll put up. They'll 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 give up their next three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. Because they're trying to win now, you know the Steelers aren't trying to be four and twelve picking in the top five. They want to, they, they 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 could care less. They'll get good players in in the second and third rounds. They 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 just need that franchise quarterback, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Deshaun there next year. Yeah, especially Mike Tomlin there, man. You know they're trying to get up towards. You know I don't think a rebuilding situation, especially with Tomlin there. So yeah, we'll see how the offseason uh, unfolds, man. Uh, definitely, they got to make some power moves at the quarterback position. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to have a, a very interesting offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, man, we had the final wild card game, man, Monday night football style, man. We had the Arizona Cardinals traveling out to Los Angeles to play the Rams at SoFi Stadium as the Rams was able to come out victorious 34-11. to Man, what was your thoughts, man, on, on, on this uh, tilt, man? Well, hey, the, you, you knew the Rams were going to come out like gangbusters, right? 
this is Matt Stafford. He wants to show that he's a he's a, he's a good player, and and not only in the regular season but in the playoffs, he can win these kind of games. You know, they have weapons all over the field. They're at home. You know, they're going to come out like gangbusters. I was more disappointed in what Arizona put out there, but though I think. Uh, you know, what is this now? Three straight years that they just fade towards the end of the season. Um, you know, uh, a lot of it is, it, it falls on, 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 on Cliff Kingsbury. You know, a lot of it falls on his offense. A lot of it falls on the predictability of his offense. Um, a lot of it falls on him not making those adjustments and you start to question his coaching ability at that point. You start to question, you know, what he can do. And you, and you see the, the really good guys. You know what I mean? The really good coaches out there. First 15, 20 plays are scripted. They come out and, and they're like gangbusters. And then the second half, you know, the team starts to catch up. They make adjustments. Now you got to counter and you got to make adjustments. You don't see that with Arizona. You see them, you know, they, they, they do the air raid. They come in. They if you take that away from them very early on, and they are they they don't. And them, you take that away. You don't see that adjustment later on. And the good teams in this, especially in the playoffs, or you know, good teams towards the end of the season, especially in that division that they play in, you know, they they, they see them. Uh, the Rams see them. There's a third game that they're playing, so they, they've seen them twice already this season. They know what to expect. What what did Arizona do different? You know, yeah. and then and then on top of it, you, you don't have your top weapons. You know, now it really now you really need coaching, right? You really need scheming. You need really need those things that those different make diff, different difference makers that that you know coaching brings, and they weren't able to get it. They came out like a team that you know the, the Rams knew what they were gonna do, stopped it, and then they had no answer afterwards. Yeah, man, they had no counter at all. I mean, that's real thing with Cliff Kingsbury, man. I mean, his teams have faded. I mean, you even go back to his uh, tenure at Texas Tech. I mean, his teams, uh, you know, kind of fell off towards the end towards the end of the season, even when he was a college football coach. So, you know, this is a real thing with the Arizona Cardinals, man. You know, I think uh, Kyler Murray is tremendously talented. You know, they have some talent on the roster, man. Shout out to Buda Baker, too, man. It appears he's doing uh, pretty well off the injury, man. I think he's you know, one of the best safeties in the National Football League. So they have, you know, they have some talent, but I think that seat is getting hot for Cliff. I really oh, think yeah. it's getting so hot for Cliff. And I think next season, if this team come out the box, you know, on the slow end of it, yeah, it could be his neck, man. Yeah, and you saw, and I think you heard it on the telecast, uh, you know, Lewis Riddick, I think, brought it up on the ESPN telecast. And it was very early on and they they came out with some gimmick play and because they had no answer like this is early in the game like they were going three and outs three and outs or they were they weren't moving the ball and then the the best they could do was a gimmick play and that that didn't even work at that point you knew like they have no answer for what the rams were doing and they weren't going to be able to move the ball down the field with enough consistency to even you know to, to 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 really you know try to win this game and that's what you expected uh, once you saw that once you saw that they couldn't put piece together not balanced not a very balanced team they, they run the air raid uh if they do run the ball it's going to be with Kyler Murray and that's not playoffs um you know James Conner 
I, I don't I, I don't think they even called his name. And then uh, you know, as far as running the game, running the ball, they had minimal running game. So the running game was at a minimal. You don't have your top passer. It, 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 you knew at that point, you know, their defense, they get, they kept them in the game for a little bit, but they were dealt a short field, you know, the whole game. It seems like the Rams were on the 50-yard line the whole game. Yeah, uh, he, man, he earned this check. The punter definitely this check. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate because they got a talented team. There's some talented players on that team. They've been, they've been drafted well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so there's some players on that team. You know, you you wonder if Hopkins could have made a difference. You know, AJ Green's. You know, he's on the back end of his career. He's a complimentary piece at this point of his career. He's not a guy that's gonna, you know, uh, draw the, the the double teams that that, that Hopkins would draw. Um, and then Zach Ertz. You know, he, he wasn't. You know, he didn't have much of an impact. Um, you know, it, 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 it's unfortunate, but you know. You, you're going to question Cliff Kingsbury in the offseason. You're going to put him on the hot seat. But you're also going to look at Kyler Murray. You're going to be like, are you really the answer? <laughs> you, know? Oh, yeah. uh, you know? So there's some there's some question marks there. Yeah, man. So, yeah, they, they definitely have some real conversations, man, out in the desert in Arizona during the offseason, man. So that yeah, wild card round was a crazy round, man teams moving on we got some teams got to make some executive decisions in the offseason and man we got the divisional round coming up man so we're gonna get a quick little scoop man on this division round man we're gonna get get right into it man with the predictions for the game for the divisional round as it kicked off with cincinnati traveling to nashville to take the tennessee take on the tennessee titans man man this to me might be the best game of all uh, you know, as far as on the low-key end, two teams that, you know, they're not the Tampas or the Kansas Cities of the world or the Rams of the world, but two teams, man, that's on the up and up, man. For me, I'm just going to put it out there, man. You know, and I, I love what Cincinnati is doing. I just think the experience of Tennessee playing at home gets them out of this football game. Razor thin. So I'm rolling yeah. in this one. Razor, razor thin. But I'm I'm gonna I'm roll with Tennessee in this one, man. What's your thoughts on that on, on that matchup? Yo, uh, if Derrick Henry plays, that it, it's it's a completely different game. Um, but even if he does play, you, you wonder, you know, after after missing as many weeks as he's missed, uh, how much of an impact he's gonna have. But if he was in this game, I wouldn't even have any questions. But the fact that you're now really gonna rely on Ryan Tannehill to win you this game. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, it, there's some question marks there for sure. I mean, you, you know, Rabel's going to have those guys prepared. You know, they're they're a tough ball club. They're gonna they're gonna compete on the line of scrimmage. You know, they're 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 gonna win. They're gonna win on the line of scrimmage. They're gonna outmuscle you. But Cincinnati's no joke. They can you know they could they could throw the ball down the field. You know, the running game isn't really there, but you know, they 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 they, they can muster up some kind. of some kind of balance to keep this game close. Uh, Vegas has it at a, at a three point spread. Um, I think they're they're going to be in this game, and what's going to it's going to come down to basically, you know, a last possession. I, I see it coming down to something like 
you know, they're trailing late in the game and, and, and it's going to fall on Joe Burrow driving him down the field and whether or not he's able to do that at this point in his career in the playoffs. If he's able to do something like that, I think, uh, you know, they'll win this game. You know, I think it'll, it'll really come down to a last last possession with Joe, Joe Burrow leading him down there. But I think Rang, Tannehill, you know, I don't think he's the better quarterback in this match. I think it's Joe Burrow. And anytime you got the better quarterback, you you definitely got a chance to win in the playoffs. Oh yeah, and that and I kind of lean with Vegas on it. I mean, I think it's a one possession football game with either team having the ability to win or lose a game. You know, in in the final stands of the game. Yeah, man, this is gonna be a, a nice little matchup, man. A good little matchup too for fans to check out, man. Then we got. San Francisco 49ers, man, traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Man, this one's going to be interesting, man. I do have Green Bay moving on. I just think that, uh, as you mentioned, the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I think that Green Bay, too, playing at home. San Francisco had a big high hell in their business in Dallas when they almost gave away the game at the end. I think the luck runs out for Kyle Shanahan and company, man. I think Green Bay uh, clip them in Lambeau, man. What's your thoughts on this? I, I, I agree. I think Green Bay will win this game. Um, you know, I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to outmuscle Green Bay on the line of scrimmage like they did the Cowboys. Um, I think Green, Green Bay's front seven is probably uh, not better from a talent standpoint, but much more tougher, uh, much more equipped to stop the run. Um I think also uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I don't think you'll be able to shut him down the way you, you were, they were able to shut down Dak and company. I think the Green, the Green Bay Packers will be able to run the football. Aaron Jones will be able to run the football. I think if they do that um, and and you can't give uh, Green Bay what you were giving the, the Cowboys, because Green Bay will take advantage of that. Um, you can't play off coverage like that and, and not expect Aaron Rodgers to pick you apart. He will. They got to come after him. If Joey Bosa plays, they'll have a much better shot. If he doesn't play, he's in concussion protocol, I think. So if he's not playing, that's going to be that, – that, that, that'll be a really tough matchup for them to overcome, a tough loss, rather, for them to overcome. Um, but I, I, I do think um, they'll, they'll, they'll be in the game. I don't think they'll be, they'll be blown out because they can run the ball. They'll be in the game. They'll, they'll, they'll commit to running the ball. But I think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be too much. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers will win that game. Uh, you know, it, 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 it'll be a good game, but, you know, he, I think he'll get his revenge from a couple of years ago and uh, they'll move on. Yeah, man. I think, yeah, I think Green Bay going to march on in this one, man, get themselves in the NFC Championship game. Then we got the matchup, a matchup I'm definitely – uh, definitely keen on man. We got the Los Angeles Rams, man, traveling down to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, it's the defending Super Bowl champions, man. They got a home divisional game. We got up and coming Los Angeles Rams coming into town. And I'm gonna I'm keep it real, man. You know, on this podcast, man, you know, at the beginning in the preseason, man, I had Tampa and uh, the Buffalo Bills as my Super Bowl picks. So I'm going to roll with Tampa in this one. I, I think that for me, I think, the, you know, the Rams are playing good football, but they played a team to me that was, you know, a little on the inept side, you know, for the moment. 
and but Tampa, this is the defending Super Bowl champion. Even with the injury, I mean, they're going to come to play, especially at home. Uh, this one can go either way. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't – it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. It's just hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. But w- what's your thoughts on this one, man? Agree. I think, uh, you know, it's hard to bet against Tom. I think uh, – Man, I you know what I think this game will be a shootout. I think I don't think um, that uh, you know it's as lopsided as people might think it is. Uh, I think the Bucks they'll feel not having you know Chris Godwin and not having um, uh, Antonio Brown. Ironically enough, um, if uh, playoff Lenny plays, that that'll be great. But I think they'll 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 feel some of those losses. They lost you know their best uh, offensive lineman. He was in a walking boot. Tried to go, but couldn't go. He's not going to be 100%. Uh, and that's Christian Whit, uh, uh, Worth. Oh, so, yeah. so I, I think there, 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 there's some big losses on, on on Tampa Bay side. You assume that Tom Brady makes up for a lot of things. He's a great equalizer. Uh, but, you know, this might be a lot closer than what people think it will be. I think it'll come down to a last-second possession. And, you know, I... I, I if Matt Stafford is that guy, who knows what can happen? Maybe Matt can make a name for himself. Uh, you know, if it's Tom Brady, there, you know, he's coming through in the clutch. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it'll come back. It'll come down to a single possession. I see in this game because uh, I can't. I, I don't see Tampa Bay having enough of their big weapons to be able to just pull away uh, from the from, from the Rams in this game. You line up um, Jalen Ramsey against Mike Evans. Jalen Ramsey could take away Mike Evans in this game. Michael still do a couple of things, but he could take him away. That's going to be a big matchup. So once oh, you take you, away Mike Evans, you you really just got Gronk and a whole bunch of other got random guys who were relying on Tom. You got you got the Patriots. <laughs> you got the Patriots from a few years ago, right? You got you got Skyly Miller. You got you know Bashard Perryman. You got you know random guys and Gronk. And you hope that's enough because I think Jalen Ramsey could tail Mike Evans the whole game and take him out. And then now you got to run the ball with, you know, by a committee because your big guys might not be in there. So there's a game plan there. Um, you know, uh, again, it's hard to bet against Tom, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win this, win this game. Yeah, I, I think the key to me in this game with the Rams is they got to come out early. They can't allow this game to have a, like a like a slow ebb and flow to it because to me that plays right in the hands of Tampa Bay. I think they have to come in this game and score in the first couple possessions, not field goals, touchdowns. Put the pressure on Tampa. Put the pressure, as you mentioned, on Tom to have to make plays downfield with these guys. But yeah, if this game is a game kind of in the trenches and it's kind of you know got a slow ebb and flow to it, plays right in the Tampa hands, man. So. I'm going with Tampa because they my Super Bowl pick, you know, to get get back to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I can see the Rams definitely going down to Tampa and handling their business. We're going to see about this one, man. It's going to be a real good, interesting game, man. And we got the final division of the game of the weekend, man, as the Buffalo Bills travel out to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Chiefs out in Arrowhead. This is the game for me. This is the game. To me, this this matchup of these two teams is something that I was thinking about in the summertime because I knew they was on a collision course again to meet each other and again in the playoffs. And I'm going to keep it real. I, I had Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. 
I had them in my prediction knocking off Kansas City, whether it was in the divisional round or whether it was in the uh, AFC Championship game. So I gotta, I gotta stay with my guys who I picked the Buffalo Bills. But I'm really interested in your thoughts on this particular game yourself. Yeah, I mean, I had Buffalo in the in, in the Super Bowl as well um, because I didn't think you know if they if they played the Chiefs again at this point, you know, you saw the progression from Josh Josh Allen. He got better every single year. He got to this point. I think seeing them playing them in Arrowhead would give them enough to come back the following year and beat Kansas City because you you already played them in this situation before. Ah, it's it, here's the thing. You know, to beat the, to, to to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, and you really got to see a complete game from the Buffalo Bills. And we've seen that before. We saw it last week, pretty much, and we saw it towards the end of the season. But we all I've seen enough bad games from 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 Buffalo, uh, inability to run the ball, you know, defense giving up big chunk running plays, big chunk passing plays. I've seen enough of that this season to not be sold. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I saw all these, you know, up and down, this up and down performance from the Bills, I would probably just pick the Bills right out. But it's hard to pick them. Even though they're my Super Bowl team, it's hard to pick them against Patrick Mahomes in this situation. Can they get enough pressure on Pat? I don't know. And you're relying on Josh Allen to basically just do it all. Right, he's been throwing the ball all over the. And if you're relying on that, I think you're in trouble. Um, I don't think that the Chiefs have a good enough defense to just stop your running game. So you should be able to run this game, run this ball, uh, this weekend. And if they're able to do that, I think uh, you know, and it comes down to a single position. I, I can see the Bills pulling this this one out. Uh, I'm not gonna give you a flat out yes. This is the Bills. They're gonna win this game, even though I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, to to make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, I think the Bills should win this game if they're able to run the football without Josh Allen. And if they could do that, I think they're they'll 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 win this game. It'll be an AFC Championship game. But man, it's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and I I think this to me this kind of reminds me kind of going back to the, the the college football national championship game. To me, this kind of boils down to we seen y'all before, we lost to y'all before. We've been thinking about the smoke all all season, all season long, and here is our chance because these two teams ain't going nowhere, in my opinion. You know, these two teams is going nowhere, so we're gonna see several of these matchups, I believe, in the playoffs coming forward. I just think that Buffalo, you're gonna get to me. I think you're gonna get the real Buffalo Bills in this game just simply based on the fact they, they want some of that smoke for Kansas City badly. And so I think that to me, I think it's going to be a close football game. I predict it's going to be probably the best game of the, the slate in the division around. But mm-hmm. I, I got the Bills slim pickings though. Very slim pickings. Coming out victorious man in Arrowhead man moving on to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I can see it happening. Uh, I can see it coming down to a field goal. I don't think it'll be the shootout that everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, I think they've seen each other enough times to know that, you know, you know, not to give how not to give up the big plays. I think it'll come down. It'll be in the 20s, but, you know, it, it won't be, you know, 
a shootout. I think it'll be on the low 20s. I think it'll be something along the lines of 26, 21, or, you know, 23, 20, something along those lines. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the shootout that everybody expects because it's just, first of all, weather's going to play a role into it. Um, second of all, you know, I think at the end of the day, you don't want to get into a shootout with the Chiefs. Nobody wants because that's not a recipe for winning. You want to control the ball a little bit. You want to control the clock. You want to try to create turnovers. Um, man, it, it, you're absolutely right, though. It's the marquee matchup. You're going to see these guys going. It's the closest thing we got to Brady and Manning with these two quarterbacks. Clearly, you know, the top two quarterbacks in the AFC, if not really, you can make an argument in the NFL the way Josh Allen has been playing the past few years. Um, you know, it, 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 it's going to be a matchup. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a brawl, basically, I think, uh, with these two teams. Uh, so it'll go back and forth for a little bit, and, and they'll be close throughout. Uh, I could see Buffalo winning on the field, though, for sure. Man, man, yeah, it, that's going to be a, a one of those pressure cooker type games, man. So, yeah, we definitely, man, are looking forward to the divisional round, man, across the NFL coming up this weekend, man. See if we're able to nail these picks, man, or see otherwise man once again we appreciate your contributions coming through into the fold man once again man we definitely got to connect gang man once these games conclude man over the weekend in the divisional round man we on five sports podcast definitely gonna be on the scene man any final thoughts brother uh man just great great football uh you know from a betting standpoint uh i i, I think uh I might piece together a little parlay, uh, you know, a little 14 parlay. Uh, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Buffalo on the money line. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the the Rams plus the points. Um, Green Bay on the money line, uh, and I'll take Cincinnati plus the points because I think it'll be that close. Um, three points, I think, is the is the spread. They're plus three, so I'll take that Cincinnati plus plus three. I think I pieced that four piece parlay to get uh, this weekend. I might have, I might have something there. Man, man, a lot of folks, man. You know, the market's been down, the stock market's been down. You know, over the last couple of weeks, man. So a lot of cats, man, been hitting up the bet, trying to recover <laughs> those losses, man, from the stock game out here. Me being one of them, man. So we definitely gonna see how that unfolds, man. So. We on Five Sports Podcast, definitely going to be on the scene, man. Once again, we appreciate the contributions and falling through. My man, once again, we on Five Sports Podcast. Once again, man, thank y'all for listening to We on Five Sports Podcast, episode number 28. Man, we had a big episode in this one. Man, as we had the NFL, man, going through the playoffs right now, as we went from the wild card to the divisional, I had my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve, as we broke down that. Also, too, man, we talked NBA. I brought in my NBA correspondent, you know, connect ganging with my partner in crime, Shad, fell through, provided some good analysis across the NBA. Once again, man, I want to appreciate y'all for listening. And definitely, man, check us out on Twitter, man. We on Five Sports, man. We out there in the Twitter world, man. So once again, man, I appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate your time. We on Five Sports Podcast.